the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, answer. Yes! Caught! Touchdown! We did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker broadcasting live at Beehive Grill. Here we go. About, what, 300 South Main? Yeah, 300, 300 South and Main on the uh, the west side there. Yes, uh, they've got it all decorated up for the holidays. A lot of great food. We've been sampling the, uh, what was that, the uh, huge nachos. Yeah, like, like full, loaded, the, fully loaded yeah, nachos. fully loaded or something like that. And this is only the half the half serve. We were wondering whether we should get the half or the full, and we would have not made a <laughs> we would not have made. Full. They loaded this thing up. Oh, my gosh. It's delicious. We got added the chicken on it. It's delicious. You can have it with uh, brisket or uh, what else? Uh, pork, I think it was an option. Yeah. Uh, we also ordered the uh, coconut shrimp uh, as an appetizer. It's got a really good uh, jalapeno jelly, that kind of a dip for it. It's delicious. Yeah, really nice. Awesome. Really great food. Appreciate them hosting us today. Love to see you. Stop by and say hi. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Uh, we've got Chucky Keaton coming up later this hour. Jalen Moore uh, later this hour. So former Aggie greats for football and basketball. We're certainly uh, Chucky is in the coaching staff now and uh, going back to Texas where he's from. So exciting to hear his thoughts about the bowl matchup and this team, how it's progressing. And then Jalen Moore talking about this uh, basketball team off to a really hot start uh, for the Utah State Aggies, getting ready for another um, neutral site game coming up this weekend against Loyola Marymount out of the West Coast Conference. Game will be played in Las Vegas. So uh, that's coming up a little bit later on this hour. So stop by and say hi. We'd love to see you while we're here. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. A couple of great guests. Obviously very interesting to get the opinions of uh, Chuck you know, on this football team and their, their bowl game, and obviously Jalen Moore. You know, get his opinion. I know there's uh, these these two guys who've been involved in in sports even after their career. Jalen, obviously, I think he does a, a basketball training. Mm, um, yes. His uh, his company that he runs now, and then obviously Chucky's gone into coaching. So these are two guys who are still very much involved in the sports where they were great at. So it'll be good to to hear of their uh, maybe get them to spin some yarn about their glory days, and then <laughs> and then get their opinions on. Uh, on how things are going right now. Yes. Also, some breaking news today. This happened just within the last 30 minutes. Uh, UHSAA revealing their uh, latest, um, what would you call it, the I've, decision? I've never, I've never settled on a proper word for what these things <laughs> Classification, are. Classification, uh, alignment. Yeah, realignment is alignment. the best we come up with. But there's like, they're like the considerations for realignment. It's not the actual realignment. Yes. It's their like first draft of realignment. Now there's second draft. Right. This will be their second draft. And then... Really, uh, they'll have a public hearing tomorrow, and basically soon after that, it's adopted. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, next week sometime is when they are going to have some meetings in the board of I don't know whatever is going to whatever they call their board, board of regents, board of directors, board of fancy suited people, <laughs> board of boarding people, <laughs> board of you. They'll they'll meet all those important people. Yes, uh, will meet 
and uh, make the final decision. But I imagine it won't be too much different than the second draft they've come up with. True. So the biggest things to look, to note for uh, 4A is that Region 11 will stay the same. It will stay being called Region 11. It doesn't change. They'll have the same six schools as we currently have. I think that's great news. It's awesome having all these, these schools close to each other, easy to travel to, great little regional rivalries, and there's great competition that happens up here. So I think that's great that they stay together. Nobody goes up, nobody goes down. Uh, interesting note, the schools in southern Utah, they changed to Region 9, but it's pretty much the same schools there. I mean, it's not pretty much. It is the same schools there. But there are two other regions that come into 4A classification. There's a Region 8 which will include Mountain View, Provo, Stansbury, Timpanogos, and Tooele. And uh, Region 10 will now be Cottonwood, Hillcrest, Jordan, Murray, Park City, and Uinta. So four 4A regions for football. Um, there is a few additions in uh, basket and all other sports. For 4A, there's the Utah Arts Academy and Vista School, which will be included in Region 9 in southern Utah. But really, that's the only difference yeah. in that. So. so in these ones, the first draft didn't have any regions to it. No, They just true. listed uh, the classifications. Now they've come up with region ideas, uh, drafts for region and everything. So it'll be it'll be good to look at. And we'll probably, uh, I might do a write-up about it. We'll see. Well, and one of the questions, too, was originally Ben Loman and Ogden were in the 4A classification. Uh, the, there were people there that weren't really happy about it. They would, that would mean they would move up. Their student population justified them being 4A schools. But for competitive reasons, they opted to stay and remain in 3A, which means they got to travel all over the place for their opponents and who they face. So uh, that's some breaking news that just happened within the last 30, 40 minutes here in the state of Utah. Uh, we do have some guests coming pretty soon, so before we get to them, we want to make sure we get into our pick six items. Oh, and we also have some texts coming through. We'll get to the texts first here on the Full Court Press text line. Uh, 9315, uh, will Jason ask Chucky e. Keaton about his Just Do Better campaign? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we should. Uh, also, glad UVU beat up on the BYU and why is BYU in basketball playing all the schools in Utah, including Westminster, but can't include USU? But snobby. It's because they couldn't come to terms over Utah State and BYU agreeing to play in Logan. Because BYU wanted to schedule Utah State for maybe it was just a one home game, you know, scheduled for this year because they were going to talk about playing this year and it was going to be in Provo. But then Utah State wanted to lock them into playing up here. And they and, wanted to do a game in Salt Lake City, yeah. I think, at the Vivint. So Utah State wouldn't go for that, so obviously they uh, couldn't agree there. BYU being snobby about uh, not wanting to play in Logan. That's what it came down to. And in Utah State, obviously, it's not like they're not at fault. They stood for a principle. You, yeah. you, you can call it a principle or Utah State being stubborn themselves. But if we're... If you're going to pretend there's moral high ground in this kind of situation, which, I mean, there kind of isn't a moral high ground, but if you're going to pretend there is a moral high ground, Utah State probably had it. I agree. Utah State should have absolutely every right to say, 
uh, we will play you at your place, and you will play us at our place. And if it's anything different than that, then I guess we won't play each other. Yeah. That's a good thing, BYU, because now they're going to be able to keep their streak against Utah State alive. <laughs> got BYU fans bragging about that, which, you know, they've earned that, or at least BYU's earned that, where they beat Utah State for a decade straight. But good timing by BYU to refuse to play Utah yeah. State because they would have got their cans kicked probably. Definitely down year for the Cougars. Uh, 6543 texting in. When will the Aggies face a team with a formidable big man? They already did. Aziz Bandego. He's averaging a double-double this year. That's true. And they faced a seven-foot-five guy who can hit threes. When have they not played? <laughs> <laughs> they've they've, they've already it. gone through a few teams they've with formidable it. big men. They've done it twice. <laughs> they, they did get lucky in dodging a formidable big man, Bradley. Their uh, rink mask, I can't remember how to say his first name, and it's spelled weird, and I think he's uh, kind of very Northern European or, like, Swedish or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, he, he was out for Bradley. He's their formidable center. Utah State didn't have to play him. Oh, there's Chucky. So, uh, we lost him. He just blew right by us. There he goes. <laughs> he just wants to go find a table to get some food. Yeah. Maybe he'll show up. We'll see if we can flag him down. You He's looking s- at his phone. Uh, you want us to cut to a break? No. Yeah, yeah we oh. do need to take a break. All right, so, so we're going we're to go ahead we'll and take do that a break. Right we'll, now. we'll flag Chucky. He's, he's on his way. So we'll take a break. We'll uh, have Chucky Keaton on next here on 106.9 The Fan. Happy holidays from Birch Creek Golf Course. For your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com. Birch Creek's online store offers punch passes that are on sale at the spring sale price, as well as driving range passes and discounted golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. So for your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com and enjoy Birch Creek's virtual online store. And happy holidays from your friends at Birch Creek. Several families who need help this holiday season have been nominated by trusted individuals. Some of them need winter clothes. Others would like toys or music. And others simply need basic necessities. The Cash Valley Media Group is sponsoring Cares for Christmas. Visit caresforchristmas.org to see what these families need, then drop off your donations to 810 West, 200 North in Logan. Thank you for helping these deserving families, and thanks for caring this Christmas. Daryl's Appliance is feeling the Christmas spirit and wants to spread some cheer. Join them December 17th to enter to win a KitchenAid stand mixer and other prizes at Daryl's during their in-store event. Get some hot cocoa and a picture with their special guests, Santa and Mrs. Claus. They have Christmas specials all December on GE, Whirlpool, and other appliances. Plus, get 12 months interest-free financing and Daryl's famous service that backs every sale. Only at Daryl's, west on Airport Road. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including the digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen and Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 a dealer for complete details. Offer expires 1-4-23. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. 
It's time to use your flex spending for 2022. As they say, use it or lose it. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a great selection of frames with character. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look for the new year. Your glasses will feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday, shop S.E. Needham Jewelers. We always offer an integrity price guarantee. In fact, at match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. About my ears blown out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Chucky Keaton joining us down here at uh, Beehive Grill. Thanks for coming down, Chucky. It's no problem at all, man. I, I should say been. Coach Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, should be the more, that should be the formal way of doing. It. I know I lose my first name when I when I get a new title, so that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't say Chucky. I was I was trying to get you on. And I was like, should I just say Chucky or should I say Coach Keaton? You gotta say Coach now, man. Because that's what he was saying. He was saying we have Coach Keaton on. I was like, all right, we'll go with that. Yep, be, yep, do, yep. do the formal. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. I know. Uh, you know, we're, for those of us that have been around for a while and saw you as a player, it's uh, it's fun seeing you on the sidelines as a coach, uh, and certainly. That's got to mean a lot to you, being able to give back to the university that, that helped you get to where you were as a player. Um, and you've been here now for a few years. So what's it been like? I mean, you, it's not like this is your first coaching stint, but um, what's it been like being back here at Utah State as a coach? No, it's, it's, it's been great. It's, um, it's been interesting because whenever I was playing, I, was, I still talked about it. I knew eventually I was going to coach, and I talked to my friends about one day coming back here and, and coaching and trying to uh, kind of be the first guy, preferably to uh, win a conference championship, as it always different stages at, at the same school. So I'm kind of living out a dream, but at the same time, there's a, there's still a lot more to be accomplished. And being able to lead a, a, a different group of guys with with um, I guess not in the GA role that I was before is a uh, it's a different type of pressure. It's a different type of responsibility, of course, but. Um, it's not just on me. It's it's the support system that I have around me as far as other coaches, of course, our head coach, and um, and as well as the players. They they want to they want to learn. They want to grow. And and so them being good students allows me to be a good coach and a good teacher. Yeah, so what was that transition to coaching like? Obviously, you started as a, a GA. Did I think you did the one year here? Then you went with Matt Wells to to Texas Tech. Like, what was that transition like for you? So I had some really good preparation. I was uh I was broken in half a lot as a player. So I was <laughs> I was off the field a lot. Um, no, but I, I mean, I went to Oregon State with Gary Anderson at first, and and that was that was really kind of my introduction of full time, uh, well, graduate assistant, but truly just in it at all times. And again, I was able to coach uh, Daryl Garrettson whenever he was out there, as well as a couple other really good uh, really good players. 
And so, uh, again, those guys just kind of brought me along. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we're always going to know about these big-time coaches and all that, but it's really the, the players that make those guys and being coachable and all that good stuff. But um, it's it's been a crazy journey. It's been a fun journey, but it's been a lot of uh, confusion and a lot of faith along the way because from year to year, especially coming from Oregon State back to Utah State for, for that one year, I did not know what, what was going to happen. Myself and Al Apuajo were – we're over at Oregon State, and we didn't know what was going to happen next. So we were just uh, we were just holding on to whatever we had and, and made the most of the situation. Talk about a journey and a lot of unknowns. Seems like that just kind of described this season that you just went through. I mean, a lot of expectations, whether they were justified or not, but coming into the season after what last year turned out to be, big surprise for a lot of folks. Uh, but some bumps along the way. Uh controversies with uh, some comments made by the coach um, about fans or whatnot, player injuries that happen. But then this team kind of digs in and rediscovers itself and, and picks up one win after another after another, and here we are going to a bowl game. So yeah. what a wild season for USU this year. No, definitely a wild season. And um, I'll tell you this, the, the mountaintop always feels better because of the valleys, right? You, you push through it, and uh, you find a way to get to the top. And it was, it was cool, like I said. It's, it really all, it all comes back to the players and how coachable they want to be. I remember after, uh, one of our bowl, or after one of our bye weeks, we were sitting in the running backs meeting, and Calvin Tyler was sitting there knowing that we pretty much had to win out or we had to get, what, five out of six, something like that, to, to get to a bowl opportunity, I guess, four out of four out of five, four out of six, whatever. Um, and he was just sitting there, and he was he asked probably the most uh, the most obvious elephant in the question type of room, uh, elephant in the room type of question. He was like, Coach, what where do we go from here? And it sounds so simple, but it kind of speaks to the idea of everybody on the team because I say it to everybody all the time in my room. Um, this entire this coaching programs, whatever it may be, it's all the same thing over and over. It just looks a little bit different. Recruits and players, they're all the same kid I've coached in the past. They just have a different name or they have they have a different look. And so he was saying that, and I just flashed back 100% to uh, in 2011 whenever we were back against the wall 2-5 and, and we had to win out the rest of the way. Um, and you talk about the expectations. I'm sitting here now thinking about my senior year when we came in and everybody had these high hopes, and while that's what we could have attained, we didn't get it done because we were so focused on that. So, again, it's all the same cycle, and I'm learning along the way so that way I can help lead these guys a little bit better. But at the end of the day, it's all just trying to buckle down, and everyone's so focused on let's get to a bowl game. Okay, that's great. you got to win this this game. And in order to win this game, you got to prepare – the right way for this game so and that's a daily process and eventually it's going to come and it's going to be exactly what you want it to be when you attack it the right way and again for these dudes to kind of push me they allow me to push them right back in order to be a little bit better and i'm thankful that again i got to coach a great group of guys um but it, you're right i mean it was it was a lot of ups and downs but that's that's the beauty of an entire season um at one point guys have to I guess hit their mid-season stride, whatever it may be, but it comes from just focusing one day at a time. And we're finally, we finally got to see the product of it towards the end of it, and thankfully we, we, earned, another, uh, we earned another opportunity against Memphis. So it's going to be interesting to see how, they, how we come out and approach it. And in that same conversation I had with Calvin, it was don't just be happy with getting to a bowl game because that's easy. I've been, we've been there before as well. Understand that we're trying to go win a game. 
Like, you can be happy and enjoy the bowl festivities. Man, I'm missing out on Christmas. Okay, that's going to take away from what you put in all this hard work for. Go attack this thing. You'll be able to enjoy it on the back end. You'll be fine. So, that's I mean, that's really the mentality of, of this entire team. They fought this entire time, and it's it's been a beautiful thing to see. Uh, but at the same time, there's still a lot more room to grow, and that's that's probably the best part of this whole thing is seeing how much more we could have attained um, but that just refocuses on, I guess, whenever we come back uh, in January. So it's it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun uh, couple months. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a two part question. Obviously, you're coaching running backs. First of all, kind of what's it been like with this group in particular? Calvin Tyler, obviously a focal point of the offense, but also your experience coaching running backs. Obviously, it's not the position you played. Obviously, you're involved in the offense. But what's it been like, you know, coaching running backs? And also, what's it like coaching this particular group? I'll tell you what, it, it's been a lot of fun coaching, not just this group, but the, the position in itself. Um, you're right. I mean, I didn't play the position, uh, at least in college I didn't play it. I, I played a little bit of time whenever I was in high school, and I, I, I remind the guys that at, at all times in case they ever want to talk back. I, I already did it. But, um, no, but this, this whole thing is about learning, right? And I was lucky enough to play with a lot of really good running backs, and whether they attempted to or not, and a lot of times they did, they taught me a lot of their their tips and tricks um, along the way. And so just just taking it all into account has uh, it gave me a little bit of a jump start in that first year. And after the first year, it was um, really dialing back down and kind of troubleshooting all the small problems that we had within this offense or within the specific guys in the group, especially Calvin or John Gentry at the time. Um, so instead of looking at this big bucket, let's funnel it down. This is what you need to work on. And so, um, like I said, it's been a learning process for sure. And it's it's one of those things <laughs> through my time so far. I mean, I've been coaching for like seven years now, seven, I think, going on eight, something like that. I'm, I'm just trying to get the Thanos gauntlet and coach every position. <laughs> O-line is next if Coach James will have me. There you go. No, um, like I said, it, it's a learning process along the way, and it's – Honestly, it's been a really good thing for me, just trying to piece it all together. And, and one day there's going to be this great this great uh, puzzle that I can put together. But this is definitely a, a great step from, for me and my career. Yeah. Uh, Utah State assistant football coach Chucky Keaton joining us here at uh, Beehive Grill, broadcasting live. Love to have you stop by. Say hi to, to Coach Keaton. So you uh, and the other coaching staff members, players, from the state of Texas, getting to go back to Texas for this bowl game. That's got to be really exciting. Uh, when you got the news that this is the, the one that you guys get to go to, what was the initial reaction for you and some of the other native Texans? Well, the, I know I had the exact same, I guess, response to uh, to this bowl game as a lot of these other guys. How am I going to get all these tickets to all my family? Because <laughs> I think I'm up to, like, 14 right now, and I don't know how we're going to get it done. But, no, it's um, – it's really cool. Um, I know we, we thought that there was a potential for us going to a couple different bowl games, but uh, and really there were I think there were two bowl games that aligned with with Texas, and one of them was the Frisco Bowl, one was the was the first responders bowl, and so um, it's one of those things. I mean, at this point, my family's like, hey, you know, this is the hotel we're staying at, so everybody's already is already getting back into. Uh, setting up exactly what's going to happen after the game. So many of these guys don't have to fly back home, so that will be nice too. But um, it's really cool. And, again, we do have a lot of Texas kids, which is which is kind of crazy to see, um, especially for me coming here and playing through it. And, honestly, whenever I played, I kind of recognized that too. There's a lot of Dallas kids. Um, I was one of the few Houston kids at the time, and now we got a few more. Um, 
But through that, because we have so many Texas kids, there is way too much pride on this team. <laughs> and so now so now we have an opportunity to show everybody kind of what Texas living looks like for a couple days. But, no, it's it'll be really fun. I mean, I only – I only got to play um, in the state of Texas one time whenever I was in college, and my entire family showed up, so incredibly thankful for that. So now, I guess, planning ahead and being able to see some of these families come up for this game is, is going to be really cool. Shoot, Calvin Tyler already said his entire town is going to go there, and I'm like, ugh, I don't – oh, that's going to be stressful. <laughs> so, no, but it should be really cool, really cool. So looking at the bowl history, obviously I think it's now 10 and 12 years, I think, with this year. Uh you were part of the start of that 2011 that's when we you know that's the cutoff date was the 2011 year you know so you were basically part of the start of this bowl run like what's it like for you to be able to you know be a part of that and also see it continue to where the bowl games are a yearly thing yeah I, I, I try not to put that on the resume but no um <laughs> no honestly I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for this uh, I guess for this run as far as just being a part of it and by no means have I been the have I been the focal point because one I mean like I said I was injured a good amount of time so just playing that supporting role and now being able to coach it and, but at the same time planning to their brains these are what this is what these teams did in order to get there um, but again none of that really matters unless we come away with a trophy right and that's that's one of those stats great to see 10 out of 12 but i keep in mind how many wins we had in that same amount of time and that's really the driving force for me um but it's been really cool it's been great to see the leadership that's that's gone on with each and every single one of these teams because all these teams are vastly are vastly different and vastly unique from one another and to see how all these different head coaches have attacked it as well this is the third head coach and so many different offensive coordinators like to see how all of them prepare for a bowl game it's been crazy to see but it's been incredible to see too because again i'm gaining all this knowledge and all this experience just by working with or working under so many so many good coaches um so it's 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 been really cool but like i said we got to find a way to, to come out with a win and um I mean, it's still early in the whole process. We just found out we were playing against Memphis a couple of days ago, so it's going to be really cool and really interesting to see kind of the the contrasting style of how Memphis plays in comparison to what we've been seeing in the Mountain West. But um, in due time, as long as we're ready, whenever the whenever the ball gets kicked off, we'll be we'll be good. So I was going to ask you about that. Just the announcement formally made on Sunday, and we've only had a few days, and I know it's hot recruiting time so have you had much time to really scout memphis just yet or is that going to be after finals and recruiting kind of starts to settle down a little bit you turn your attention to the tigers i mean recruiting's recruiting's all uh, is going to occur at all times so um you have to find a way to kind of finagle everything and while still living a good life and, and making sure you're not going crazy yourself but um no memphis is a memphis is a solid team like what I figured out throughout all this time, like you can look at whatever record you want to on any team. Every single bowl team is in a bowl game for a reason. And I don't think a lot of people outside of the outside of the actual teams really understand that because everyone looks at the records. But six and six is a real thing. And six and six, depending on what conference you're in as well, is a real thing. And so I'm really excited to see it. I've had a lot of um, I've had a lot of admiration for the Memphis program for so many years, and you look at just a little bit of Memphis' film, these are big dudes that, that fly around, they play hard, and they're strong. And um, so it's, it's going to be a fun test. Like, I mean, I've, I've said it to my guys all year because we played against Alabama game two, like, this is the game that you want to step up for. Like, it's easy to beat a team whenever they're not playing well or whenever they're injured, but, like, 
let's let's go in, let's face a team whenever they're at full strength. Like, that's what this thing is all about if you're a real competitor. And Memphis, to me, symbolizes that because they've always been a really good program. And, again, regardless of the record, they made it to this bowl game for a reason just like we did. I'm really excited to, to really dive into this team. And just looking through a couple clips so far, they throw they throw um, a few really interesting um, – blitzes and coverages at you automatically and um like i said i'm really excited to see it i'm, I'm kind of a puzzle guy so I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how they approach it and see how we can go attack so i want to kind of get your thoughts on cooper Legat. i know you're not in the quarterback room you're running backs but obviously have some experience there you know Legat, his first three starts i think he went over 200 yards once and if you even if you exclude the colorado state game but the last three games been over 200 yards each time had a 300 yarder in the last game malik what have you seen from him in terms of improvement where maybe he's getting a little more comfortable throwing the ball a bit more? No, he's definitely getting more comfortable. Coop is a – he's a very interesting guy. I was about to say young man. That was going to make me feel old. But, um, <laughs> no, Coop is a very interesting guy. But the one thing that's that's so great about him is he kind of lets you fall into the lull of him being aloof and all that. That dude is a competitor. And so you see – you can see him in the pass game at all times, but really whenever he tucks footballs, when you see that competitive nature come out, and uh, he's been, I mean, with any position, you kind of have to settle down and settle into your into your rhythm of a season, whatever it may be. But um, he's put in a lot of work. He's put in a lot of work. Like, of course, we take over the, we as, a, as an offensive staff take over the offensive room and the, and the technically the QB meeting room. And so I'll come out of there and pretty much every single day, Coop is sitting in, in the running back's room because that's one of the only rooms still available. And he's, he's still watching practice. And he's watching his own stuff. He's asking the equipment, or I'm sorry, the video guys just to video his reps of whatever it may be. And so I look back at it and it's like, he may not understand this because he was doing this all the way back in training camp. Is you may not see it right now, but eventually this is going to come back and benefit you. And that's clearly what we're seeing right now. And again, for him to come back from his injury in his one or two game stint where he was down and come right back and get right back rolling, it, it just speaks to all the work that he's put in on his own as well as as well as the way uh coach tucker and coach uh coach kingston have have worked with him throughout these past two years so i'm excited to see where he where he goes from here and he's he's still relatively young not just at the position but with uh with his time here at utah state so i'm excited to see see what his final product is going to look like here we're talking to coach uh, chucky keaton uh running backs coach for utah state university getting ready for their bowl game coming up december 27th uh in uh it's just right out, just north of Dallas. Is it still considered Dallas? It is Highland Park, which is pseudo Dallas. We like, <laughs> but it's in the Metroplex. I mean, like, it's there. Some people would say like Smithfield is is yeah, Logan. Like, Same thing, basically. <laughs> well, it's like when people ask like where you're from in Texas, they always say like Dallas, Houston. Yeah. Even though they're from a town like two hours outside of you there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how you say it. So uh, it's one of the last questions for me is just um, you already kind of touched on recruiting, and I know um, the early signing period is coming up soon. There's certain things you can and can't say uh, regarding specific players, but just generally speaking, what's what's the response like from players that you're talking to? And maybe this is a two-part question. Just transfer portal officially opened up earlier this week, Oof, yeah. and that's a – Man, thousands and thousands of players are getting into that, totally changing the landscape of how recruiting is done. So just kind of your comments on how that is changing the style of recruiting now. 
You know what, it's it's really interesting to see, and the NCAA continues to kind of pass some new rules um, as far as, like, roster management and all that. So it's, again, it's been kind of a puzzle to figure out because, I mean, I sit at home and I have all these great epiphanies of, oh, man, this feels a little bit kind of minor league-ish, um, which might be what it eventually moves to, who knows. But um, because of that, you can manage your roster very, very differently, and especially with the transfer portal because it. I mean, I know a lot of other people have referenced it as free agency. To some extent, you can look at it that way, especially with the uh, inclusion of NILs. And so um, it's it's been an interesting thing to approach because, again, you have Power 5 versus the Group of 5 or potentially FCS, where an FCS kid, at, at the end of the day, the FCS kid can be at a Power 5 school. He may not have been recruited that way whenever he came out of high school. He proves himself to be... Walter Payton or Jerry Rice, and then he gets to that spot, whatever it may be. So there's all these different variations of a player um, along the way. The tough part is, I mean, whenever you go, whenever you're recruiting a high school kid, let's go to his high school, let's meet his parents, whatever it may be, let's meet his guidance counselor. You don't have that at all these schools like that. I don't even know who my counselor was whenever I was here. So it, so it's. It makes everything very, very concentrated whenever you try to do research on a kid because everything happens so fast. And as you see, this transfer portal just opened up a couple days ago, and um, some of these kids are already committed to a new school. Maybe they had something, or maybe they already had a previous relationship. I don't know. Can't speak to it. Not the point. But um, it makes it very, very interesting in the long run. You can sign whoever you want to, but it's really the product of what they put in the classroom, in the community, on the field, that that's really what you're going to get judged for and, and graded for, per se. And it's hard at times to, um, I guess, guarantee a return on investment if everything's happening within two days. So, again, it's it's about trying to take as much time as you can while still being efficient with it. And, again, it's all concentrated. That's all it is. As much, as much information as you can gather as possible in the shortest amount of time as possible, that's really what it's all about. Now, moving forward, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it's, it's tough because you get a kid for – or you can get a player for one year or you can get a high school kid for four to five years and you can develop something you never know. And at the end of the day, those two – those same two players can eventually equal themselves out. What if the high school kid who's there for five years only is playing for one year? And then you have the one-year kid out of the transfer portal. It can equal the exact same thing. So it kind of depends on – like I said, all the research that you can do before, how you can implement it. Um, as I've said it with my guys in the running back room, maximizing the talent of those guys, whatever it may be, um, it's this giant puzzle. I think I'm just going to keep saying puzzle the rest of the day. <laughs> but it really is this giant puzzle. you got to figure out how all these thousand pieces just continue to move around and figure itself out. Um, with us, with us, a lot of these kids have been really, really receptive to us in uh, in recruiting, and it's been really cool to see because they saw, of course, everybody saw the early product, and it's easy to say, oh, man, you guys are this right now. That's cool. Let us let us continue to develop these guys, and eventually you're going to see what we need to. And what do you know? We wind up in a bowl game, and um, there's there's so many games on this schedule, or on this, this past year's schedule that – we could have won, so again, it's all these lessons that we can continue to learn and grow from, but it just shows where we can still push for in a year or whatever it may be. Like I said, we still have another bowl game, or we still have a bowl game, so you never know. We can we can have the greatest product whenever we put it out on the field. Um, 
and wind up doing great, and it can wind up triggering all these other kids. You just this whole thing is wild. That's all I can say. But <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun. You get to create uh, all these incredible uh, relationships, and you get to make impacts on these guys' lives. Shoot, Calvin Tyler is about to get his master's degree. He just turned in his final presentation today. So, uh, and he's a transfer kid. What do you know? So um, again, there's all these different degrees of what you can get done, and we just got to be smart about who we who we choose to bring in. So let me get your opinion. I'll ask one more question. Who's the best quarterback in Utah State history? The one who's playing. Ooh, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. You know my answer, though. You know my answer, though. You know my answer. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Handle that question like a pro. Yeah, that's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Coach Chucky Keaton, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, best of luck in the bowl prep. Uh, we'll be excited to see what happens in what would you say the, the, the specific name of the city was? Highland Park. Highland Park. It's in Highland Dallas. Park. It's in Dallas. <laughs> first, Go to serve, Dallas. Serve Pro First Responders Bowl on December 27th. Uh, thanks so much for coming down and spending some time with us, and uh, best of luck. No problem at all. Thank you, guys. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll switch to basketball. Aggie legend Jalen Moore joining us here live at Beehive Grill. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. It's time once again for our annual holiday pass sale. We have all of our season passes as well as punch passes on sale at the lowest prices of the season. Adult and senior season passes, junior passes, adult and senior punch passes on sale. We have all of our merchandise in the shop on sale from 10 to 40% off. Hats, shoes, assorted clubs, men's and ladies wear, gloves, and of course golf balls which make great stocking stuffers. Happy holidays from all of us at the Logan River Golf Course. Play well, play Play fair, play fast. The Cash Archers Charity Fun Shoot is this Saturday, December 10th from 9 to 3 at the Cash County Fairgrounds Indoor Arena. Raising money for the Cash Valley Cares for Christmas Foundation, helping families, individuals, and seniors in need this holiday season. Whether you're a pro shooter, just shoot for fun, or want to learn, bring your own equipment and pre-register online at casharchers.com. It's the annual Cash Archers Charity Fun Shoot this Saturday, December 10th from 9 to 3 at the Cash County Fairgrounds Indoor Arena. Pre-register at casharchers.com. It's ski season in Cache Valley, which means season ski rentals. This is Mark at the Sportsman, where we have over 20 years of season ski rental experience. We rent to kids and adults. Come in to get season ski rentals for your entire family. Starting at $69.99, you will get the right gear for your kids to ski this year at the Sportsman on Main Street in downtown Logan with tons of parking in the back. Welcome, friend. Nice to see you again at the Sportsman. It's back. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan is having our annual Pick a Pearl event. If you've attended this in the past, you know how much fun we have. And if you haven't come before, you don't want to miss this exciting event. For only $10, pick your oyster, open it that day, or save it for that stocking stuffer surprise. Mark your calendar Friday and Saturday, December 9th and 10th. Pick a Pearl at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Look for the bright green cars. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. This is Ryan, my mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At my mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into my mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into my mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. 
The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Welcome back, Full Court Press. Jason Walker, Eric Franson, he'll put his headset on in a second. But uh, we've also got Jalen Moore, Aggie legend, Jalen Moore. I don't know if does it feel appropriate to call you Aggie Legend? Yeah. Feel, good to, feel good to hear that? It feels good, for sure. <laughs> um, obviously, Utah State basketball uh, having a pretty good season so far. They started, I think, 7-0 now. 7-0, obviously got a game on Saturday, a really late one. Yep. That'll be a tricky one to stay up for. Mm-hmm. Got to get the caffeine and all that ready. But I guess just start off, you know, your thoughts on uh, this season so far. I know you've been on some of our programming, given your opinions, but what have you thought of this team so far? Yeah, um... My honest opinion, they, they, I think they've surprised a lot of people so far. Um, I, you know, obviously losing the past few years, losing people like Nimi and Sam and Justin Bean, I think a lot of people weren't sure what they would be like this year. Obviously, we had a few good returners in Sean Barstow and Max Shulga and Stephen Ashworth and guys like that, that and Ryland Jones that have that experience and stuff. So I knew that we'd have the experience factor that way. But I think guys like Taylor Funk have looked awesome. You know, uh, the grad transfer, he's looked great. Um, I think Dan's looked really good. Um, so I think we have just played well together. And what I continuously tell Al is that I think what makes us such a good team is every night someone else looks good. Someone's the leading scorer. Someone's the best player on the court. Um, obviously, we've been getting some good consistency from Steven and Taylor Funk. But um, for the most part, you know, there's been games where Shulga looks really good and Mac, uh, Sean will look really good. Just it's a different player every night. And people, that's what makes those teams really good. And that's what makes us good. And that's what makes us hard to guard and hard to beat. And I think we've just, you know, We've just built on that continuously, and like you said, now we have another one on Saturday, and it'll be, you know, at a neutral court um, against Loyola Marymount, which coming from the WCC, another good conference, um, and it'll be another another good test. And if we pass that one, you know, we're going to be sitting in a good spot going into conference play. When this, uh, when when Rylan Jones went down, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's been he's been a solid kind of calming presence i mean mm-hmm. that's the right term when he's on the court kind of directing traffic he's not the most elite scorer mm-hmm. he's not the only ball distributor but certainly he's very solid at that but th- there was some concern maybe you know what's going to happen when okay ashworth he'll be elevated to the starting mm-hmm. lineup but it starts to affect the trickle down like okay mm-hmm. who backs him up and what who's your third option yep that didn't seem to be a problem at all they seemed to be, get through that just fine uh, uh last week but that seems to be one of those real, real strengths of this team, besides not knowing who's the scoring's going to come mm-hmm. from, but who's where the, where's that extra pass going to come yep. from, too. Really good at sharing the ball. This yeah, team. yeah. The facilitating on our team's really good. You know, our assist-to-turnover ratio, especially for Ryland and Steven, is, is high. It's a high level, probably top in the NCAA, and that's obviously why we're winning a lot of games. Um, and, like, I thought Ashworth had done an incredible job coming off the bench, and some people like you know, coming off the bench over the starting a game. And so for him to just get thrown into the starting lineup, I thought he did a great job still. Um, and then, like you said, who was going to back him up? And obviously you can see guys like Idle Rock and stuff like that are going to get more playing time. And, and what he's done with the playing time he's he's had, he's, he's produced. Uh, like I said, Dan, I kind of feel like took that role that Steven gives us with that energy and effort coming off the bench. And that's what he did against San Francisco. And uh, we just kept on rolling, you know. And, and like we said, it, it hurts him to lose a guy like Ryland, obviously. Um, a guy that can produce offensively, but also facilitate and get the team leader and, and being a point guard. But I feel like Steven kind of stepped into that role and did a did a good job of doing 
what Ryland does, but also scoring a little bit more as well with, with that game against San Francisco. What's that like for for somebody who kind of has their role as a as a bench player when they come in? Mentality is I got to come in and, and perform, but then I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and sit on the bench a little bit and. Having that change to now being a starter, you got to play a, a little bit different role for a different length of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's as a player, what, what, what's that like to have to change that mentality from being a bench player to a starter? Mm-hmm. It's a you know, it's a little bit different. Obviously, um, you see a lot of guys. You can take examples like in the NBA of guys that are just six men that can only come off the bench. You know, and even if there's an injury, they just stay in that six man role because a lot of coaches and teams like to get the energy from that one guy that'll and they know they need production point scoring facilitating from the bench you know and they keep that six man and that's kind of what steven was for us but obviously at the college level it's not really the same you knew he had to get thrown into the starting lineup for ryland um and like i said i feel like a guy like steven the thing about him is last year i feel like his shot was a little bit streaky you know like he this year it's very consistent him and funk are very consistent and the thing with him is his overall game's just consistent whether he starts or he comes off the bench Bench. And so I think his mindset is like, hey, this is my role on the team. I'm an energy, I'm an effort guy. I facilitate, I score when I need to, whether I'm starting or off the bench. And obviously when Ryland comes back, I think Steven's going to come back off the bench, which is probably the correct move. And uh, I think he's fine with that. You know, that's the biggest thing is when you have guys that accept their role, um, that's what makes the team go. And so far, 7-0, I think everybody has been assigned a role and they have set, accepted it, and that's what's making our team look so good right now. And so Utah State, obviously – shooting the lights out right mm-hmm. now they're like second in the country in three-point percentage you have to imagine that some of that won't last i mean ashworth and funk are both shooting in the 50s mm-hmm. right now but like how much would you expect it to come down you think they'll still be able to as a team be shooting in the 40s uh by these by the season's end i think it's it'll be close i think you know you're going to get into conference play where you play in teams twice and uh teams are going to make adjustments um teams know to uh, what to expect they can see you know the farther it gets on in the season the more film people get right so they, they're going to be able to prepare a little bit more for for plays what what do you do on ob's what do we, what offensive sets do we run that kind of stuff um but you know that's where it makes it fun for coaching like what adjustments can the coaches make what adjustments can coach Oda make to make it so steven ashworth and taylor funk can still shoot at that high percentage and obviously i think a big thing of it is they don't just shoot college range. They're shooting some deep threes. So my biggest thing is, like, they got confidence that think they're that, that shooter, and that's the biggest thing in basketball is your mentality. You know, you got to think you're good. you got to think you're going to make shots. And so far from them, what I see is their confidence is really high. And if that stays like that, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough to find guys that can defend them and stop them, you know. So I think that's going to be a really good thing for them. Is, as long as their confidence stays high, their mindset stays the same, um, teams are going to have to really lock in on guys to make them miss shots. Uh, yeah, we're talking to Jalen Moore, and I just saw Gary Wilkinson walk in, too. So we got a couple of Aggies yep. in the building here. Yeah, yeah. you tell you he's basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty That's tall. Right. Yeah. So we're broadcasting live at Beehive Grill. Uh, and Jalen, uh, well, we got more from Jalen. Mm-hmm. We do need to take a quick timeout here on the full court press. We've got to get another break in. But we got more from Jalen Moore. I, I want to ask you about your Skyview days. Okay, sounds good. The Bobcats look like they're really, mm-hmm. really good this year. And uh, what you're doing now, besides just – being great analysts for Utah State basketball. Awesome. So another quick timeout here in the full court press. Stop by and say hi. We're broadcasting live from Beehive Grill.
Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install. For Vermont casting units, that includes stoves, vending, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. holidays from all of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group. We hope you'll do most of your Christmas shopping at our locally owned businesses. Mom and Pop stores are the backbone of this community. If you need a shopping guide, pick up a free copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. Go to bestofnorthernutah.com to find a pickup location. You'll find plenty of businesses with products, gift cards, and services that will thrill anyone on your list. Thanks for helping us keep it local this holiday season. And Merry Christmas! Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cache Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as chorro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. They never could play it. But they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Of course, Jalen Moore, he can play it. That was a very poignant intro, Matt. Two guys who can't play it and one guy who very much could play it. Very much. Absolutely. Jalen Moore here with us on the Full Court Press. Broadcasting live at Beyond Grill. Still a little bit of time left to stop by and say hi. We'd love to see you. Uh, because of the UHSAA news, we had to punt on the uh, pick six. We'll have to do that tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it really wasn't news for us. I mean, it's, the region's still going to be the same. But yeah. I did want to ask you, Jalen, about mm-hmm. your days as a Skyview basketball player. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, that the Bobcats have a nice history of producing mm-hmm. Utah State Aggie basketball talent. I mean, you were from there. Nate Harris. Um, who am I forgetting? There was one Mason. other. Oh, yeah, Mason. Yeah, Mason's, awesome. Mason's on there now. Yes, yeah, for now. Um, uh, and the, the Bobcats, 
looked very poised to be another dominant force in 4A basketball this year. Have you had a chance to see them at all? Yeah, I've been I've been to a couple of their games, and uh, a, a lot of their players play for us, like when we do our AAU team. So we're pretty close to a lot of their players. Um, like we said in the off season, we just try to get them out there and get them exposure through our, but uh, through our next level basketball and our AAU teams. But right now in high school, they look really good. I know they're this weekend playing against some tough teams down in the Davis tournament. Um, and uh, they look solid. You know, they got a couple underclassmen coming up, so they should be pretty good for years to come. But this year, um, I think if they stay healthy in everything that they're doing right now, I think they have a real good chance of winning the 4A state championship again, right? So um, I, I like the way that they look. I like the way that they play. Uh, they get they play up-tempo. They have guys with length. They have athleticism. Um, so I think they got all the pieces to win a state championship in Utah. Who was your coach when you played? I also played for Coach Hilliard. Coach Hilliard? Yep. I yep. know he's been there a long time. Yeah, he's been there that long. Yep. Uh, and certainly you have one of the, the most dramatic <laughs> shots in a state tournament. Half court. Yep. Who, was that, who was that against? Was it was that against, against Bountiful. Chris? It was against was it Bountiful. Bountiful. So yeah. Sam, it was Sam Sam's team. Was on that team. Oh, right. Sam was on the team? Yeah, That's Sam right. was on the I, team. I, I wouldn't look right. that up just earlier because I was, I was going to ask about yep. it. Like, do you still think about that every now and again? Look up the highlight video? Yeah, you know, I, I see it still occasionally, and uh, people send it to me still tell me about it. And, you know, I'll, I'll be completely honest, it was lucky. But <laughs> 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 I, had, I knew I had about two seconds to get a shot up from half court. I, I threw it up there, and obviously – um, you know, at shoot-arounds, we kind of mess around and shoot half-court shots. Whoever makes it gets five bucks, whatever kind of thing. And, hey, it paid off that time. And so uh, I remember Sam being bummed out. But when I saw him at Utah State, we finally got to play together. You know, he'd bring it up occasionally. But it, it was awesome, an awesome experience. And I remember just how many fans were there and stuff. And able to do that in the semis and then go and win against Mountain Crest in the championship was, was pretty right. much the best way you could ride it out in my high school career. So it was awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So with Mason, uh, have you had a chance to work with Mason when he was in high school? Did he work with you guys? Yeah, well, I, I worked with him. He would do some training and stuff like that with us. So I'm pr I'm very close with Mason. Obviously, we would still play, like, pickup and stuff like that. I still play pickup with him and still close with him at Utah State. So obviously, you know, I'm happy that he switched over from Utah to Utah State. And obviously, I think next year when he gets his chance to play, I think he's going to be ready, you know. Um, obviously, I think people know he's redshirting this year, which is fine. You know, I think it's just – yeah, coming back from his mission, he's got some things to touch up on. Mountain West, we look good. The conference looks really good this year, so I wasn't really surprised that he uh, redshirt, but I think next year he comes in as a freshman. He gets a lot of playing time, and I think he's going to be a big piece of them being successful. Yeah. Uh, last question. I know we're about out of time here at the yep. Old Court Press, but um, you had a really interesting experience with the Milwaukee Bucks, mm -hmm. just how much they stayed in, in contact with you uh, and, and just worked with you through some things that mm -hmm. What was that experience like for maybe some people who may have missed that, just uh, having that connection with them and uh, just some of the resources they were trying to make available to you mm -hmm. and, uh, after they drafted you and, uh, and, and that process kind of played out where they provided some interesting resources to stay in contact with mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously for people that didn't know, like you said, I just had some anxiety, depression problems that I didn't really take care of in college or wasn't necessarily aware of as a younger kid. and. Uh, went out there and I kind of figured it out the hard way, you know, just and uh, but the, like you said, the best thing about them is they were willing to work with me. They were awesome about it. Very supportive. Um, them and my agent were very supportive. And now I think you see a lot of teams and they take and they have mental health uh, doctors and physicians and all that kind of stuff. I think they almost require it each time every for each team now. And I think the more common it gets, you get some young guys coming into the league that kind of deal with that stuff. You see guys that step away from the game for a little bit 
Um, they might say personal reasons, but a lot of the time it is something along those lines. But now they have things they can rely on and people they can talk to. And, and back then, I say back then, even though it was five years ago, right, um, it, was fairly, well, changed, it, was, it was fairly new, right? Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that a lot of people deal with that kind of stuff. And, and now I think each team, each program, each organization, even in college and stuff like that, they have physicians and, and, and psychologists, uh, people like that that you can go and talk to that help you deal with that kind of stuff. And obviously I didn't have that and I wasn't aware of it. And obviously I got back home, I went and talked and did st- all that kind of stuff and it helped out a lot. So I think the progression and the advancements they've made in that field of the mental health uh, in the NBA and WNBA and all those professional leagues and like I said in the NCAA, I think they're doing it in the right direction to help make sure the younger gen- generation coming up and always have someone to talk to and, and someone to help them get the help they need so i think they're doing going what they need to do and doing what they need to do in the right direction that's so cool that's awesome well uh Jaylen, thank you so much for coming down yeah, it's you fun bet. catching up with you we love hearing your uh, analysis with al lewis mm-hmm. on kvnu game day ahead of every uh, aggie men's basketball game and uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say about the aggies going forward yes so. sounds good thank you guys for having me Appreciate uh again uh, Jalen moore jason walker thanks again to uh coach chucky keaton for coming down earlier And uh, come down, there's still a lot of great food here at Beehive Grill.